singing songy mode uh welcome to another patreon episode Yoo-hoo. it is your pals ben lomas yeah. and Joe rejoicing by themselves uh, we've not done a one-on-one patreon episode for a while that's true so this one is exciting now you've got the theme of the podcast uh the theme is uh patreon we can't thank you enough uh over the last year you've uh you've spurred us to keep going and uh, we can't thank you enough your support uh your comments on it so we thought uh what would be a great thing to do which we've talked about in previous years uh, we thought we'd do 20 end-of-year reflection questions. So we have 20 questions that Dylan and I are going to reflect on. They're going to be quick-fire questions, yeah. and we just want to reflect on it. Uh, the first thing that comes to us, and we might discuss it, yeah. uh, but uh, that's what we thought. So this is a list you've got off the internet? Yeah, list uh, off the internet. What's the website? Uh, the website is... If anyone else wants to go and do it with their family. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a dodgy website. Oh, wow. <laughs> Outreachteen.org. Outreachteen.org. Yeah. So why I think it's aimed at teenagers. Is that, why is that dodgy? <laughs> you know. made it dodgy. Uh, I did make it dodgy. Oh, good Lord. Okay, question number one, Dora Joe Singer. Here we go. What is something we did uh, this year that you think that you'll remember for the rest of your life? Oh, definitely about plugs. <laughs> I was the first time I tried uh, about plug and it was... Uh, what's something I did for the first time this year that yeah. I will remember? Remember for the rest of my life? Yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Oh, look, again, very heavy, but <laughs> fuck, let's just kick it off with that. I, I, I did call... Uh uh, Lifeline one three double one one four, and it's been really beneficial yep. that I made that one call because now I, like I've mentioned on the main episode, uh, it's something that I don't fear anymore. 
Yeah. Like that idea of making that call and asking for help. It's yeah. one less thing for me to worry about if I'm ever in trouble again. Um, that is good. That is good. Uh, the one thing that I think I will never forget for the rest of my life was uh, hopping on a plane for the first time after all this COVID shit happened uh, and then getting on a plane with uh, everyone with masks on and just going... What has the world come to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also thinking, what the fuck is the point of this if the drinks cart is coming past and we all take it off and have a sip of coffee? <laughs> I will never forget that. I mean, like, what is, like, if you would picture this any other time, I will never forget that for the rest of my life. Just being next to two businessmen with masks and then we take them up and have coffee. And I was like, how is this, how is this the normal way of life? Mm. And that is, that will be imprinted in my head forever. So, all right. Uh, what is something you have accomplished this year that you are proud of? Oh, I am so proud of my streak of uh, yes. working out. And that included when I was injured and I still, through pain, still wore my shoes and went for a half an hour wobble. I can't even call it a walk <laughs> because it was taking me 20, I think it was 24 minutes per kilometer. That's how slow I was going. But I was really proud of my ability to Big reframe strength. reframe what it was that I was doing. It's like, rather than saying, I'm a guy who runs, or I'm a guy who's fit or whatever. I just said, no, I'm a guy who prioritizes my health. Yeah. And that can take any shape or form. What does that priority mean? It means that I will still put on my runners and do a, you know, a, a, a walk or if it's my shoulder injury or whatever, I can still do squats. Like learning that just because one thing's been taken away doesn't mean you can't reframe it and try again. So I'm really proud of that, that is resilience. A, that, clap that out is a huge achievement. Uh, something uh, that I've accomplished this year that I'm uh, very proud of is um is uh and even though I didn't think it was a good uh I wasn't great at it but I think I've very accomplished it is uh, my daughter's reading yeah. um I was uh, my partner and I I had to play a big role in it because I had to be part of the schooling but for someone who struggled reading and writing at school uh in the eighties uh to see my daughter just actually really enjoy it uh-huh. and actually read out the words and sound out the words. Uh, it's probably the thing I'm probably most proud of this year. And, uh, and yeah, just really cute when she, you know, gets excited, when she can just read out signs, like, do not stand here. She's like, Daddy, do not stand here. I was like, we need to move on. That's beautiful. <laughs> so I think her reading and enjoying school, I think, mm. for me, is the proud. In a year that was has been so fucked. Right. So I think, yeah, I'm pretty... Pretty proud of that. That she that's can a good do that. one. And well, the idea that. that she loves reading. You know, it took yeah. us thirty years to. There's a reading. quote by a guy called Naval Ravikant, which I try to remember because reading has been a big one for me this year. Yeah. Sort of um, what popped in mind as well when you said, uh, and because his quote was, "Read what you love until you love to read." Yeah. And that was a big reframing for me because I kept trying to read, you know, the important books. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm just not in the mood. Let me just read some comic books to kick off yeah. with and then eventually get to like, you know, Boring whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, you know, so I have like 10 books in a, a, on the go at the moment. So Same. it just depends on what mood I'm in, you know. Yeah. And so it, I read Dune at night or, you know, whether I'm reading. Or that thing where people self-help. forget like it's okay to read more than one book. I, I always yeah. felt like you had to read a book and then finish it. Yeah, same. same and I was same. just like, no, 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 I'll just read this one. Just read this one. It's like, yeah. watching different series. Even so. if you get one thing out of it, it's still worth it. Um, what Number three. Uh, number three. What is one of the nicest things someone did for you this year? Oh, um, for me, uh, there have been quite a few, so it's hard to kind of figure out which one to narrow it down to. I suppose, um, I guess this time of the year, the one that pops in my head is the number of people that have invited me for Christmas lunches. That, uh, is... that, that means a lot to me, just knowing that, 
Um, there are I don't have to feel alone yes. in uh, such a lonely time. Yeah. So I guess that would be that would be in it. So that includes you, uh, who invited me over, Tommy Dasolo, Thornton, Milan. You know. Minky's disappointed you're not coming. I know. I know. She is. She's excited. But yeah, that would be for me. Yeah, I would say those. That's probably one of those things. That's a very nice one. Uh, mine, uh, the first one that pops into my head, uh, was your amazing gesture for getting uh, the voucher for my sauna. Very, right. very, very happy with that one. Uh, very lovely gesture for someone who uh, I was struggling, and then you got uh, all our comedian friends. So thank you. That was one of the nicest oh, things people true. have ever that's done. Right. You're most welcome. And the exciting thing it is. It is. We are only. It is. It has arrived in I, in Australia, oh, so it is now currently in soil. Sydney in a warehouse, and so now it's going to make its way down. Uh, do you know how much it weighs? Sort of. No. <laughs> Two hundred and sixty kilos. Oh my god. So, and so I need it to arrive before we go camping. So I've already wetted up my neighbours. <laughs> go, hey, you, you might need to bring it. And they're like, oh, I'll come over for a steam. I was like, okay, you're inviting yourself already for a yeah, steam. Yeah, yeah. But if they bring it in, so yes, yeah, so that is uh, coming. And oh, cool. the exciting thing is. I've already got uh, well, you know, I'm about to purchase it, but I found it uh, also my outdoor shower. Oh, so, so cold, hot, and cold. Hot, cold, hot, hot cold. Then you're cold. cold. Yes, then, then you're, you're no. no. Can you come back in the house? No, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the sauna. It's uh, my time. That's a nice one. Thank you. I'm glad uh, uh, it got the desired result. Yeah, which was your happiness. It was. Uh, it was. It was very good. Uh, the, that was uh, number four. We are racing through these. No. Well, we have uh, twenty of them. So yeah. we uh, what is the most uh, challenging part of this year for you? Oh, uh, being uh, away from my family. Uh, yeah. So as a, someone who would visit them three times a year usually. Yeah. Uh, three times a year? Yeah, usually. Uh, and since dad had his heart attack in 2016, or had heart surgery, I made it a point to see them at least three times a year. And uh, that's been really hard because I've lived in Australia now nearly 17 years, but it's been manageable because I had access to them. Yeah. Whenever I felt like I, if I can always jump on a plane and um, have minimal resistance to try and get to, to them. Whereas now it feels different. And yep. uh, that is without a doubt. And having my first ever Christmas without them in 35 years, uh, this will be the longest I've gone without seeing mom and dad or being in Sri Lanka. So a lot of issues there. That's probably the most challenging one. That is uh, that is very challenging. And uh, and I'm hum- there's quite a few people who uh, were probably in you know, a similar boat who don't get mm-hmm. to see a family. Uh, for me, it would be uh, completely changing my role within the family. So right. that, uh, that went from uh, being a full-time uh, comedian to becoming a full-time parent. That was probably one of the hardest transitions I've mm. ever had to do. I really struggled with my own identity. I really struggled with my own self-worth. Especially uh, in a year where you turned 40, I suppose that would have contributed to that. Yeah. But again, like the only weird thing about it is like it's nowhere near as bad as when I turned uh, 30. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I feel like I had a real midlife crisis at 30. So from that perspective, but yeah, it was it was all tied into it. But to go from from just pretty much, even though I was always part of it, just the transition and then the acceptance, I reckon that was the hardest part of the year for me. And then, yeah. and look, I got through it. Yeah, and looking back now, do you feel like, yeah, it was you, you as hard as it was, you got there in the end? I, I did, yeah, definitely got there in the end. And then you get real nostalgic and then worried that, you know, you've, you know, you've missed it. Like, you, did you make the most of that time? Because at the mm. time, you're just like, I need a fucking break. I need a fucking break. Mm. But now if I look back on it, I think I did make... Uh, the most, but that was the challenging part. That transition of the acceptance of how what where things were at mm. and what my current situation was. That 
I just really struggled with that, and that's and but now you know we're at the back end of that, and it's not that what was that noise? <laughs> what the fuck was that? It sounded like I swallowed a fucking moth. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what uh, was that? Was that a snort? I don't know. It was like it wasn't a snort. It was like <laughs> a <laughs> snort and a burp at the same time. <laughs> Please keep that in. That's your bonus <laughs> Patreon <laughs> stuff. Uh, question number five: uh, Where was your favorite place throughout this year, and why? Wow. Yeah. That is a lot harder to explain. Especially now. Yeah. With everything going through. What is my well, favorite you... place? I, I I might have to say, ah, uh, is it my couch maybe? Yeah. Because it was where so much growth took place. Yeah, and I just don't good. mean my boner. Sorry, I just went <laughs> too long without uh, <laughs> being a dickhead. But no, I think on the couch, because I pushed the couch towards the window in lockdown, yeah. which is it wasn't there. And I just, I remember having multiple mornings where I just lay it like sat on that couch looking outside that window <sighs> listening to music for like an hour oh. and like crying and things like that you know what I mean like it wasn't pretty a lot of the time but also I guess yeah I think that would be it. if not for that then maybe I would say um, I mean this is the year that I was in South Africa it's ah, still the yeah, same yeah, year yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, like it doesn't crazy. feel like it. doesn't it. feel like it, but it is the same calendar. And there was a moment where I went, you know, I was in a safari, like with a rhino sitting, you know, like near my truck, maybe as close as where you and I are right yeah. now. Like that, that's pretty fucking magical. Yeah, yeah, so like I've that. had a cracking year from those point of views, you know, from that, that, that perspective, you know what I mean? Being, um, uh, did the rhino, did the rhino recognize you as a celebrity? <laughs> No, because they were blind, and uh, apparently rhinos, uh, that's why they didn't recognize me. Plus, it was before I went into jungles. It's not like the huge profile boost I had after. It, 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 it wasn't one rhino talking to the other going, fuck, he's out early. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, did you vote for him? No, I forgot. I thought you would vote for him. Oh, man, if I'd known he's going to get kicked out, I would vote for him. The number of times I heard that. Uh, but so also, good. no, I would say that. Then I went to Marysville with Sammy and uh, Ivan Aristegueta. You don't pick one, mate. You can only pick no, there's no rules. Uh, uh, then uh, maybe yeah, I'll give it to the couch because of how important it the couch played. Yeah. Uh, I have one that came straight to mind, and that was the Mary Creek. Yeah. So the Mary Creek became our lifesaver throughout lockdown because when playgrounds were shut uh, and you couldn't go, uh, you know, you could go to the odd park, but the Mary Creek became the godsend because we'd go there pretty much every day. We climbed every tree. We climbed, uh, we explored rocks. We explored the creek. We found different places to have lunch. We found, we played off-ground tiki there. I spent so much of my time at the Mary Creek and it was a destination. It felt like you were in nature in the middle of the city. The kids had a ball. I had a ball. And then after that, we just went home. And that, every day, that adventure uh, meant the world to me. And also, it was just a reminder of how important, um, it doesn't matter where you live, um, just nature in its in its most basic form uh, in times like this was the best. So, yeah. you know, because once playgrounds left, it was just like, well, what is there? And I was like, well, it's either, you know, an oval, which is an oval, but we went to a creek, everything from, you know, possums to, you know, snakes, like all that kind of stuff. It just, uh, that was my favourite place. I have such a new, fond love for the Mary Creek. 
But um, that's amazing. I, yeah. I don't think I ever mentioned this little lockdown hack that I had during lockdown. But one of the things I did, or maybe I did, is was I treated every hour that I was allowed out as if I was a tourist in Australia, in in Melbourne. That's a good one. And then by treating it like a tourist, you start to notice things in yeah. my fair city that I didn't pick up on before. And that was a nice little way to reframe what that hour meant to me. I was like, yeah. ooh, I'm look at me, I'm in this new exotic country yeah. called Australia, yeah. Melbourne. And yeah. Or <laughs> walking through Melbourne, going, what another Seven <laughs> Eleven? <laughs> on this corner, what are the chances? Well, I was giving myself every day was a different park, right? So I'd do like the Treasury Gardens on Monday. On Tuesday, I'd do Carlton Gardens. On Wednesday, I'd do, you know, Princess Park or whatever. I was mixing it up each time. So yeah. it gave me that opportunity to really appreciate like Flagstaff on Thursday. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'm actually really spreading this one hour really well. Yeah. Do you follow what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good. It's smart. Because I never stuck to the hour. I was out for four hours a day. Oh, God. I was just like don't, out with it. Along the Merry Creek, just like, I was like, I can't be trapped in a in, in, a, in a small house for the kids. So I was out. Dan, get him. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, next question. You go first this Number time. six. If you could change one thing that happened this year, what would it be? You go. Uh, mine would have been my eating habits. If I could have had a better control and a better system, uh, I'm not going to beat myself up, but that would be the one that I wish I could have changed. Um, huh. That's mine. That's a really interesting question. So yours is the eating habits. Um, I don't know. What's the one thing I would have changed this year? I guess I would have learned to – I would have liked to have been kinder to myself early on a bit yeah. more. Oh, <laughs> is this with hindsight of knowing what happens? Yeah. I think I might have made one more trip to Sri Lanka. Uh, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I would have yeah, somehow yeah. found a time, a window. If, if I knew this is how it was all going to unfold. Like, given the evidence that I was – the facts that were thrown at me at the time, yep. I still think I've made the right call. Absolutely. But now in hindsight, with, you know, 2020 yep. being hindsight and 2020 being the year, <laughs> yep. that, that uh, you, I would have – ducked out to Sri Lanka for a bit between maybe Perth and Adelaide or something like that. Yeah. And even if it was for four four or five days, I would have gone and seen Isha, my niece, and and had some some family time. That's probably what I would have changed. Yep. No, that's good. Um, Next one. uh, Next thing. uh, What are three things you did this year uh, to help uh, friends or family? Oh, okay. Uh, I guess organizing that present for you. That That was one. Uh, I, uh, I would make sure I was calling the folks at least uh, an hour a day usually, like yeah. uh, like having long chats with them, uh, which I didn't have before. And uh, I did a, I did, I would, I would daily choose one person to give a call to and check up on them. Yeah, we sure you were good at that, that, Very good. Uh, mine would have been, uh, mine would have been supporting uh, my partner in her new career. Mm-hmm. That was uh, definitely one. Uh, the other one was just being there uh, for the family. Mm-hmm. And the other one was uh, probably the thing is even they were within the five-kilometer radius but find a way for my parents to see their grandkids. Yeah. I think that was the one that kept them very sane, right. which was for, for them a very, of course, for so many people, but that was a difficult one. But, you know, it was, uh, it was uh, just waving from the laneway while they sat all the way at the back of the house yeah, uh, and just go, hey, here we are. Well, that's just remind me, I should add that to my list, which was um, I bought my folks a ticket, uh, to each of them a ticket to go see their granddaughter. Um, oh great! In, in, in Feb, yeah, no, I was like, hey, I I want to go, but I can't because of work. So how about I shout you guys a trip? So uh, I flew them to India and back. Uh, so there you go. That's, that's given them. Uh, what is something that was hard for you at the start of the year, but is easy now? Mm, 
probably my penis. It's <laughs> it's really lost its ability to function. It was really hard at the start of the year, but now it's just <laughs> easy. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. You go first. Uh, let me have uh, what was something hard? Look, oh, it's still hard, but it's just a lot easier. Um, just having the kids all day. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just so much easier. I've got so many tools underneath my belt. I've got so many ways to make it fun. To, like that. To, if I looked at, I, okay, I've got them all day, say, at the start of April, compared mm-hmm. to I've got them all day tomorrow. It's just, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fun. I look forward to it. At the start, I did not look forward to it. Right. I would say. Just because I, I just wasn't confident enough in myself. Well, again, yeah. So, like, again, it, the key point. Po- factor that you pointed out was it's not that it's easy now it's just easier yeah and the big takeaway is that yeah just everything takes time you need to slowly but surely if you keep at it you get better at it yeah you'll never necessarily clock it and with my one i was forced because it's not like i can go nah i won't parent for the day yeah, like, yeah correct, you know it was just, that's that was what uh, so for me it would be uh navigating my darker days better so yeah I am a lot better being kinder to myself in those moments. I'm a lot less um, negative self-talky during that time if I'm feeling sad. Yep. I'm less afraid to say to people, hey, I'm in a shit way right now. So, you know, apologies if I'm flat. You know what I mean? Like I'm, yep. I'm much more comfortable with going, hey, I'm, 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 I'm just not very strong today. That's all. You know, and yep. I, that's something I would have pretended and like to push through back in the day. Yeah. And basically delayed the progress of it uh, process of it instead now i'm like oh no i'm i'm feeling sad i'm allowed to feel sad yeah i'll do the best i can but uh, and that way i actually get more done because i've taken the pressure off quality yeah and just yeah, making totally. sure that i do the minimum requirements that's a good one um what is your favorite part of the day Ooh, and why? Coffee. It's coffee, 100% coffee. Uh, the morning coffee. Uh, these days, sometimes it's in a cafe, but still uh, my little AeroPress uh, when I make it and I sit on the couch, back to the couch again. Yeah. And uh, that is a thing I do called time affluence. It's part of that course that I was learning about yeah. uh, well-being, science of well-being, uh, is that we, when we have time pressures, we actually do um, tend to go against our core value because our the pressure of feeling like we don't have enough time in the day makes us act in a way that is in accordance with our values. Yeah. So they tested it on these people at a seminary. I think these people who are becoming priests or whatever, and yeah. they told them they have to give a speech about being a good Samaritan and the importance of being kind to someone else. And half of them were uh, uh, rigged in a way where they were running late to their lecture. So each of them had to give this lecture about how to be a good person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the way there there was a homeless person or an actor playing a homeless person in need. And everyone who was in under time pressure were like, oh, I can't help you now. i got to go give a speech about being a good person. <laughs> so they, uh, they uh, ignored a person in need because yeah. of the fact that they felt that time pressure. But the people who had enough of time stopped to help that person. Yeah, well. The idea being is that you need to, we need to get better at allowing ourselves to feel like there is no uh, time pressure. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that's my morning. Usually between seven to eight o'clock is no, um, uh, no meditation, nothing. It's just literally me sitting on a couch. And if I want to read a book, I will read a book. But if I don't, it's just whatever I feel like. If I want to watch a YouTube clip, I'll watch that. So it's just giving myself a yeah. moment in the morning to remind myself this is time for you. Yeah. You know, um, uh, that's my favorite time of the year. Uh, that, that's good. Uh, mine, yeah, mine would be similar. I do love, I make coffee now every, 
uh, every morning for my partner and I. So that's something that's become a new ritual uh, throughout, um, throughout, I really like that because it's just that thing where we can start today having a coffee together. I mean, at the same time, we're also getting the kids change and making porridge and doing all that kind of stuff. But the fact that we're doing that, but my favorite part of the day, which is something that I've missed and uh, and I now cherish more than anything, is once the kids are actually asleep and my partner and I sit on the couch together oh, because that is something that's so well, we've done it, but because of work. Uh, stopping, we have more of that, and we and we love that because then we can actually talk, and then laugh, and then talk about the day, and then you know quite often we do talk about the kids, <laughs> and then you know we might watch something, but nowadays that seems less and less because we're generally enjoying that time of talking to each other, which quite often is just once the kids are down, I'm out the door, uh, and then usually my would work, and then I would be gigging, but this time that's been my favourite part of the day because it's something that I, I think I didn't realise how important it was for our relationship to have that time to talk, which most couples have. Yeah. But we haven't for the last five years because, you know, I work nights. Um, the next question actually follows, uh, which I think was well, similar, is what is what is, uh, what is one of the favourite things you've bought this year and why? Oh, what's my favourite thing I bought this year? Because mine is up your alley, is I bought the, uh, the coffee grinder. Oh. That is just the, the biggest game changer. Just the yeah, grinding yeah, yeah. of fresh beans and smelling that coffee before you put it into the coffee machine. Right. That's a good one. Mine is probably my iPad. I bought a new iPad uh, last month and it's been awesome. I, uh, I, I've been, you know, working off it. I've been writing. I've been sketching all kinds of fun shit. And, uh, That's right. Yeah, I'm loving it. I would say the iPad's been my favorite purchase. Um, what is something that you have taught to uh, a friend or family member this year? Not to sound arrogant, but uh, I've <laughs> taught a few people to this year. Well, here's what, here's what I'll say. Off, off the back of being um, named Mental Health Australia oh, Ambassador, yes, yes. Uh, I did go on a couple of um, interviews and news you know, ABC News project and stuff like that, and a lot of people hit me up to say, hey, thanks so much for that. That's been really helpful those good. tips were really good so i feel like i'll give myself you know credit for teaching a lot of people some making it aware per, yeah well just it's actual practical applications of yeah. how to be grateful without having to make it a big big deal yeah. you just have to find and not to make it cringy that's yeah a hard yeah i think so people were like um and for me i i mean i taught my daughter i spent a lot of year yeah teaching my daughter but i think i'm gonna handball this one to her because one of my favorite moments was watching my teach my, my daughter teach someone so there's another girl that we found out is now in her class next year um and she was at the park with her nanny because everyone got nannies except for me uh throughout lockdown and i had never seen my daughter but the nanny and uh this friend uh they had a kite and both the nanny had never flown a kite, which I thought was quite weird, uh, and she'd never flown a kite, and they didn't know how. And my daughter, without me stepping in, just goes, I'll teach you. And then so my daughter taught this little girl how to fly a kite. Oh, wow. And I just remember at the time I was so proud of her because she was so calm and so just really measured about teaching her how to fly the kite that I was just I was generally really proud of her to go, wow, look at she's, you know, she's only she's just turned six. And she's teaching someone, you know, a school that she'd learned that we'd done together. Kite mm. flying was a, I, it was something I absolutely loved as a kid. And then, you know, bringing that out throughout lockdown was just so much fun. Kite okay, flying is the best. sweet one. Now, well, you would have taught her how to fly the kite. Yes, right? yes, okay, yes. Cool. Um, 
of the books you have read this year, which is your favourite and why? I would say Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way because it set me up for a better 2020 than any other book did, which was somewhere in March or April when I read it. Yeah. Um, and basically treating all the fucked shit that's headed my way as an opportunity as opposed to just a barrier. So you Obstacle want... is the Way is probably the best one for me. Okay. And that is, uh, mine is easy. Uh, mine was Cat Vinkle. Cat uh, Vinkle is the probably the best children's book I have ever read and that I thoroughly enjoyed, and now I am going to read it for a second time. So after all this time, you read thousands and thousands of books to your kids, and you're like, "Where's the one? Where's the where's the 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 one that the kids love and the adults love as well? Where are the in jokes? You know when you watch a Pixar film and you're like, "Oh, that joke's aimed at the parents," yeah, and the kids are laughing at it. I was like, "Where's the book form of that?" Cat Vinkle is the one where you're just like, this is this is gold. Set yeah. in Amsterdam about a cat and a dog who shouldn't be friends, but they are. And uh, Racial. And, uh, and, and I fucking get on the gear. No. Um, no, it's a great one. So if you like, even in, in from a four-year-old to, to even, I reckon, even a 10 or 12-year-old, it's such a great book. And the whole family, like we seriously, all four of us were reading it together. It's yeah. a great book. I also would recommend uh, for your family the Quran. Mm-hmm. I think just when you get a chance, <laughs> have a look at that. Um, I wish I'd, I'd like someone to read it. Does Nazim do it on, uh, on audiobooks? <laughs> Audible. <laughs> Audible. Um, uh, we are getting to the pointy end. Um, okay, number 14. What was the best piece of writing that you did this year? And why do you think it was the best? Jeez, okay. okay, wow. I'm going to go <laughs> with go. me writing out the things I'm proud of. Oh, that's a good one. Because it pulled me out of a spiral of feeling like uh, a failure where I started listing out the things that I'm truly proud of, the things I've achieved over my time. Yeah. And when I finished, like when I wrote it, it took about a week, Ben. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what so I realized so was almost all of them, if not all of them, all are things that happened outside the comfort zone. And that really reframed how I approached discomfort for the rest of the year, which was realizing that nothing I'm being truly proud of ever was born out of comfort. So every time I'm facing some sort of discomfort now, I'm like, hey, this moment now has potential to be something quite great. And this is linked to obstacle is the way that I mentioned before, which is that realizing that, you know, okay, tell me something in your last, you know, 40 years of being alive when yeah. you think of uh, I'm really proud of that moment what what is what pops to mind um, my relationship okay yeah and you know how difficult that has been at times <laughs> so right difficult. so right so it's not like it came easy no. so the things that we are proud of is always born out of struggle yeah because there is something there's real reward factor that's heightened by struggle and then overcoming the struggle yeah so if you know that now, if I know that now, that, okay, everything I'm proud of comes from struggle, then don't resist struggle yeah. that's ahead of you. Like, lean into that discomfort. Uh, Brene Brown says, lean into discomfort. And I, you know, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Not just lean in, just headbutt it. And once you do it more, you'll get better at it. Right, right, exactly. So that's why I do that cold shower every morning is because I know yeah. that it's going to be 30 seconds of discomfort and then amazing feeling and sets yeah. my mood up. So for me, my best bit of writing is 
that moment where I stopped to write what I'm truly proud of just to remind myself that I'm not a complete fucking failure because I was feeling like it. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, off the back of that, I went, oh, that's right. All of this came out of sadness yeah. at some point. Like getting fired from KPMG was very brutal for me at the time. Yeah. But if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be here doing this podcast. That's with true. You. That's so very, for me, um, that bit of writing would be my best. Um, that's uh, true. My a bit of writing uh, would be a very, very lengthy text message to a friend of mine whose uh, life uh, is suddenly, finally, it was just a, it was a, we were waiting for it to happen, that uh, it fell apart and it was crumbling in front of him and he saw no hope to it. And I had to do something that I drafted uh, over and over and over again, but I was very proud of it because it hit the mark where when you have to show a friend all the love in the world, but also tell him to stop playing the victim. Mm. And just finding that balance in a message for enough for him to feel comfortable to then call and start the conversation where you're like, I'm there for you, but you also need to take responsibility. And that, that was a real hard thing to send because it's a real fine balance of I'm here for you. But I, you, you've got to make me halfway. Mm. And that, for me, it's great now. He's in such a better spot and, and he's reconnected with people. Uh, but for me, that was I remember just going, I need to write this. I can't do the same thing over there. Something needs to change and, and if he won't do it, I'll start from my end. Wow, that's beautiful. So, I really like that one. Um, the other one is, what person in your life made the biggest impact this year and why? I'm going to give it to Isha, my oh, niece. That's very good. I, I feel like she had that ability to really pull me out of a negative spiral without her even obviously having any awareness. Just seeing a photo of her made me so happy. Yeah. And uh, she represented genuine innocence and also at the same time negatively as well impacted me because I would see how innocent she is and not realizing what a fucking shitty world she's growing up in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, yeah you know, absolutely. Feel, feeling like, you know what, okay, I might have the resilience to deal with this, but I'm like, she doesn't. She's just a fucking breathing, eating machine right now. And she doesn't have that ability. <laughs> and pooping to machine. And pooping, you know. <laughs> so I think impact-wise, positive or negative, yeah. uh, I'll give it to her because uh, she's had a big influence on me. Yeah. Uh, I will be in, uh, of course, a similar vein. It will definitely be my kids. Mm. They, they are just—they're amazing, and they are such a big part of who I am and why I'm here. And also, especially to my daughter, who is a complex cookie uh, emotionally. And the this is this these last six months or in the lockdown made me realise that we're so alike. And that complexity from an emotional perspective is something that we can now, we understand each other better than we ever have before. And the fact that she comes to me for a cuddle at the moment before she comes to our mum and we can just sit there and we can breathe together no matter how worked up we are, that is probably the most impactful thing probably in the last five years because I wasn't sure if I was going to get there with my daughter. I felt like I was way too much and that's why... For her, and my son as well, but for her in particular because she's the first, mm. you want to make sure that, you know, that, you know, I always want to be there. I'm always there for her to lean on. And I just yeah. didn't feel like I was that. And now I feel like that more than ever. And that's her letting me in, which, wow. you know, it seems 
weird because you're like, well, she's your daughter. She'll love you forever. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's hard. It's it's a real dy- a dynamic a, a dad and daughter relationship, um, the way it's, you know, set up in our society. And that's something I feel like now that's probably the biggest impact, I think, for me. Yeah, I think you remember whether you – I don't know if you even remember you telling me this story about how um, one of her first few words was – along the lines of you leaving or something because you were filming yeah. Open Slide at the time and she yeah. was like, okay, bye, daddy. Yeah. It's like her yeah. catchphrase. Bye, was, daddy. Yeah, because she was so used to you leaving. So that to turn it around from that to being this source, you know, her go-to source of, you know, for help yeah. is, is huge. Yeah, it's uh, that was uh, uh, quite impactful. Um, How many more to go? Uh, I think we've got four more to go. Right, uh, let's power through these last power. Here we go. Um uh, what is something? Uh, oh yeah, I so say. What is something? Why are you changing the? It sounds like. But, a, well, the, the question is, what is something the teacher could have done better this year? Okay, so this is for students. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I was going to say, what's something? Uh, it's, 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 it's a, a hard one. Should we just skip, yeah, that skip one? it? Yeah, uh, skip it. If I had to say, okay, teacher, instead of saying teacher, maybe what is something that your um, mentor or friend or partner or someone that you know. You say in your case, let's say partner. And yeah. In my case, let's just say um, ice cream. <laughs> what ice cream would have done better? <laughs> well, I think no, ice cream nailed it this year. Um, maybe my third. No, I think partner. partner. Partners. Okay, so you go with partner. Uh, again, it it's her it's her complete self belief in me, and and that that is something I need to believe a bit more as well. No, the question is what she could have done better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, are you uh, comfortable even answering it? No, no, no. Uh, well, that's a, I mean, that is a very personal question. Maybe don't ask if you don't. No, 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 no. I think the one thing that she could have done better is um, is just just not, uh, yeah, give me a bit of time and space to be able to respond uh, in, in a way that will be beneficial beneficial to us right now so my partner is extremely intelligent a strong woman and i and you know she'd say i don't have the same intellect as her which would be like she'll go that's absolutely bullshit but she's just so quick that sometimes it's just like it just takes me a little bit a little bit longer to process things a bit differently so mm-hmm. if you keep firing 101 questions at you just give me a bit of space and then but i think that's what we're doing now yeah, right. Yeah. So. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, who's the equivalent for me? Uh, my brother, maybe? So what yeah. could you have done different? Uh, I suppose um, it's a hard one because I wouldn't – I would say allowing me to feel – no, I, I think just – you know what? There was a time when I felt like I was looked as uh, a little bit like weird because I was just giving myself little projects to try and keep myself sane. Yeah. It's like it was almost like a little bit of a scoff at some of the things. I'm like, man, I have to. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know what? Space in terms of him understanding. Um, the timing. So we got a five and a half hour difference, you know, until yeah. I had to tell him, it's like, Hey man, like this is, you need to realize I'm alone alone. Yeah. And there's a big difference between what you're capable of tolerating as discomfort with your wife and kid around yeah. you. Like the fact that you have that support versus when we hang up on the phone call, I'm alone. You got to be more mindful of that. Yeah. I would say that's something that he got better at realizing that this isn't, 
Because he'd be wrapped up in his own world with the baby. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's fine. And I said, I can be that support for you. But it would be nice if you also remembered, if you hang up at me, like we chat till 9.30 p.m. for me, it's 5 o'clock for you. So you've got a whole evening to decompress what we've discussed. But you're leaving me with those negative thoughts in my head. And as I'm trying to sleep... Yeah, you know, uh, negative being like I want him to unload on me, right? But yeah. also, I'm like, can that wait till tomorrow? Or can we do it early in the day? Yeah, <laughs> do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean, like him being a bit more cog- cog- cognizant of uh, his schedule versus mine. Like my schedule is as valid as his. Yeah, you know what I mean, that's, 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 that's a great one. It's similar, in similar vein. Uh, what are four words that would best describe this year? Get fucked, you cunt. <laughs> Fuck um, off, virus. You need one more word. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, okay, now, uh, four words that would describe this uh, uh, challenging. Absolutely. Um, I'll go with that one. I'll, I'll uh, hard. Breakthrough. <laughs> I felt like I had a lot of breakthroughs. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I reckon they'd be there. Growth. Yes. And uh, sadness. Sadness. Uh, uh, for me, would definitely challenging. Would definitely be up there. Uh, the other one is uh, reframing. Reframing. Yeah, I mean, that's I reckon that's a you big said one. Identity and all of that. Yeah, I reckon reframing would definitely be uh, another one. I am gonna uh, 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 present. I think that's the just being here. Like, I think that's. Being present was that's the, that's the one thing that I've just kind of held on to. And the last one is hard. It, it was hard. I'm gonna add. It was there were times where it's hard. Well, challenging and hard. What's the difference then? Well, challenging is. I, I feel like. Well, the practice they're pretty much the same. I just wanted to double down on it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like I think I think that's you know it that's was fair. hard. All right. Next. Um. Uh, two more to go. Yep. Two more to go. Uh, when you're considering the rest of your life, what percentage of what you have learned this year will be useful to you? Oh my lord. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I reckon you'd have a. Uh, it's ha- I reckon it's a hard one. I reckon really? all of it. For me, uh, yeah, I, I'm saying yeah. There's so many, so many things. I think this year. That the, the thinking that I've had this year, the introspection, the the learning that my craving for booze came back, learning that my um, you know impulse impulsive eating is compulsive eating is still so strong oh, in me. So like strong. like all those things are lessons that I wouldn't have had in 2019 because I was so distracted by work and family and all these things. All of a sudden, I'm on my own, and I had to build that resilience from within. I had to find a way to bring discipline and control in my life that isn't relying on distraction, but has to come organically. So like for me now, the way I feel about my sobriety is so much more powerful today than it is before. before. Because I had that that moment where I felt like I was going to break. And the fact that I didn't makes me realize how much more powerful I am. So from that point of view, for me, these this year, the lessons or whatever the framing of that question was, oh, that's for so many things down the track. Yeah. Even cooking, like I know more about macros now and things like that. I know what my body responds to. I know what it's like to have a nice shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't oh, have that. Mate, that's so. uh, 100. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's funny. I Sobriety is... a. Uh, is an interesting one because I feel like I, that, hang on you're tugging on my uh, microphone that, the, oh, uh, oh, oh no oh. Yeah. All right. 
We're playing footsies. Um, uh, for me, look, the, the, I think the thing is, I feel like I, I, again, you can't put a percentage on it, but I feel like I understand my children better than I ever have before. Yeah. And I, I and again, I don't think, I, I, think, I think that would eventually happen, but it would have taken a fair, fair, fair few more years to be able to get to that. Right. And, uh, and again, you know, family, uh, you know, the unit, you know, working at it and making the most out of it. I think that's, for me, it's like, you know, I mean, put a percentage on it. It's, it's you know, it's 100%. Like, yeah, you know, like I, that's huge, right? It's the it's the most important thing in my life. And I don't, I, it, it, it's so funny is I don't want to do things that jeopardize it, but, and which I used to say all the time to myself. Uh-huh. But the other thing is now all I want to do is add value to it. Right. So that's, you know, rather than, you know, I was like, oh, if I do this, I'll, you know, I do that. And now it's like, oh, no, what can we do? You know, is it a holiday or is it, you know, or, you know, my new, Fucking obsession is buying a just a block of land within two hours of Melbourne. I just am obsessed every day. I'm on domain. How is this linked to to <laughs> the the lessons? It isn't. It's just I'm obsessed. <laughs> you just lost it. Okay. I just have an eye that's last like, question. All right, last question. What advice would you give uh, to? I'm going to change a bit. What advice would you give uh, to someone if we were to have this year again? Oh, duh incredible importance of being kind to yourself and i will second that one a hundred percent that is something that if we god forbid we have to go through this again and who knows we might have to be kind to yourself you just got to do it and patreon listeners you have been kind to us and we can't thank you enough, but make sure you turn it around and be kind to yourself, which a lot of you do on Patreon because you are in with the ethos of our show. Uh, and but more importantly, you yeah you, you you you've given to us, you've given us a lot of you've been kind to us, and we we can't thank you enough. Like you know that knowing that you want to listen and 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 really support the podcast has meant the world to us. So um, be kind to yourself. Be that, kind to yourself, that's, folks. That's, that's the big one. What a great year. Uh, <laughs> And question, Great in like question the same. 21, when are we going to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much. Thank uh, you, everyone. No more plugging. Uh, no more plugging. You know it is. We'll see you on the socials. Uh, Patreon, uh, please have an absolutely uh, fantastic new year. We'll see you in the new year with a new bonus app, but we can't thank you enough for your support. So, uh, please pat yourselves on the back. Tell us what your hope. favorite question from those twenty questions were. Yeah, oh, like and if you want, to add, if, if you want to add any more questions that you want us to answer, please do. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But all right, love you all. See you. Bye. Bye.